What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruising and Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Rob G. And this is part two of our Fresh Fest 2019 episode. In this episode, we got a chance to talk with Kevin Blodger from Union Crab Brewing out of Baltimore, Maryland. We also got a chance to talk with Will Moore from Down Home Brewing in Atlanta, Georgia, as well as Tim White from Harris Family Brewery in Harrisburg, PA. A big shout out goes to Black Beer Culture and the drinking partners for putting the Fresh Fest together. It was definitely a vibe. If you did not make it this year, make sure you come out to 2020 uh, for sure. It was it was dope for sure. Met a lot of people, uh, drank some good beer. The collaborations from the breweries were also dope. Uh, everything about the festival was real, just a, a vibe that you definitely want to check out. Uh, a lot of people said it felt like a family reunion, and I definitely could understand where uh, they got that from because it definitely felt like we were all family um, in craft beer, just getting together. A lot of people you may have follow on Instagram was out there, like Black Beer Travelers, The Undeniable Vixen. Um, who else was there? Uh, you had uh, Uncapped Everything, uh, Coffee the Foodie. Um, you also had businesses out there like Little Fish Accounting. Uh, we met some other podcasts um, like Hop Nation USA. Uh, so it was definitely a cool, cool vibe. Um, and everybody was just getting getting along and just chilling. Um, he had the one and only Garrett Oliver there from uh, Brooklyn Brewery. Uh, he did a, a he did a sit down with uh, the drinking partners uh, earlier that day. And he was just walking around, just chilling and, and talking to people throughout the festival. So it was a real cool thing. Um, that everybody was doing. It was definitely a vibe that everybody was there to just drink beer, have fun, and just enjoy everything the Nappy Roots performed. They also had a, a collaboration beer um, that was also there as well. So the whole vibe was just real dope. Uh, so I, I really appreciate um, Black Beer Culture and um, the drinking partners for putting that together, uh, for sure. Uh, Mike Potter and Dave Bracey for um, linking up years back and then um and then just making that shit happen so it was real dope so without further ado uh this is uh bruising banter podcast fresh fest parts two let's go bruising banner podcast banner podcast banner podcast what up what up what up welcome to bruising banner podcast i'm your host rob g and with me as always is the legendary brew crew. What up, fellas? I got water, I got, you know, juice or whatever. It's like, y'all need twin legs? <laughs> As a matter of fact, I do. Since everybody is. Does Delaware have an actual culture? This is the podcast that we talk about beer, but we also talk about a lot of things that's happening in the world, politics, movies, anything really that comes to our mind while we're here, sampling these brews, grab a drink, and pull up a chair. <laughs> We are here today with uh, Kevin Blodger from Union Crab Brewing out of Baltimore, Maryland. Correct? Welcome, welcome. Yes. Um, uh, we have we are attending the Fresh Fest, uh, so we have another uh, brewery brewer uh, coming on and uh, talking with us today. Uh, so we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, Kevin, um, I don't know if you want to introduce yourself or do you want to just jump into how you got into crab brewing? Uh, Brewing? Yeah, we can do we can do all that. Um, so Kevin Blodger, uh, founder, director of brewing operations at Union Craft Brewing. 
Um, I'm also a member of the Brewers Association Board of Directors and the chairman of the uh, Brewers Association Diversity Committee. Nice. Um, I got into brewing. I was in college, University of Maryland, a long cool. time ago, um, and started home brewing there. Uh, when I got out of school, I was an English major. I didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, I took a job as an assistant brewer um, and really fell in love with it. But the place that I was working at the time didn't have the hours for me and they weren't paying me well. Mm-hmm. So I went taught school for a couple of years. That was cool. I met my wife there. So it awesome. was a benefit of that. Yeah. Um, but in the back of my mind, I knew I wanted to get back into brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one day I, uh, I called a brewery, uh, Frederick Brewing Company, which is now Flying Dog. They bought the, they bought the brewery okay. in 2006. Um, but they were still Frederick at the time. Um, they were they just let a guy go, so they were hiring. Um, I went through multiple interviews for a really low-paid position. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, I started working there, and that was a really great place to kind of start my career right. over again in brewing because mm-hmm. at the time they were in uh, financial straits. They were in receivership, so they were brewing anybody's beer they could brew. They had built this big state-of-the-art brewery and then couldn't make enough beer to fill it um, and had fallen into dire straits. Um, and so... This other guy then purchased a brewery, and he really ran it into the ground. So they had filed for bankruptcy. We were in receivership. And so we got to brew Terrapin Rye Pale Ale. We got to brew Pin Pilsner there. Nice. We were brewing Highland beers out of uh, South, South Carolina. We were brewing Thirsty Dog out of Ohio. Mm. If you had the money to pay us, we would brew your beers. So yeah. you got to see all these different brewers, all these different techniques, all these different mindsets behind nice. how you make beer. And um that allowed me to kind of get a good perspective on beer and technique and all that. And mm-hmm. from there, um, I left and took a job in Baltimore at uh, Capital City Brewing Company. Um, moved out to Illinois for four years and brewed out there. Nice. Um, and around 2008, when I was in Illinois, uh, one of my good friends from college, Adam Bennett, he's one of my partners at the brewery, called and said, we'd, you know, we'd been sending beer back and forth to each other. Mm-hmm. And I could get in Illinois, he could get in Maryland. Um, and we'd always had this pipe dream of, like, let's open a brewery one day. Mm-hmm. And in 2008... He was like, I think we could do this. He's yeah. like, I think, you know, let's open a brewery. You should move back when you can. So uh, I'd have my son in 2009. My wife was ready to come back home. Good. So 2010, we, we moved back, and that's when we really got serious about uh, writing a business plan and starting the brewery. Our third partner, John, uh, had known Adam from high school and was really into beer, too. Um, so the three of us kind of got together. We flew out to the Craft Brewers Conference in San Francisco. Hmm. I guess that was in 2009 or 2010. I can't remember now. Okay. Um, and... Uh, could, wanted to see could we make this feasible so we mm-hmm. talked to suppliers and we came back feeling pretty pretty confident about it mm-hmm. so we found I think we found Sam Adams business plan on the internet no. and we, pretty, oh, pretty sure. much, <laughs> we just copied that right, for the right, right. Part. Um, and we raised about $800,000 um, good pretty easily much, much easier than I thought we'd yeah. be able to um Built the brewery and then we were completely out of money, um, <laughs> so we had to go get loans and do all that. But that was that was seven years ago. We just celebrated our seventh anniversary. Man, congratulations! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's been pretty awesome. And we just bought a new building about a year ago. Awesome. And we we bought this hundred and forty thousand square foot building um, that we we're kind of the anchor tenants in, and then we have a bunch of other makers in Baltimore. Oh, nice. Okay. As well. good, nice. good. That's really cool. That's now, cool. when you you said that you were brewing in college and you worked for a brewery and you started teaching. During that hiatus, were you still home brewing, still trying to perfect? Yeah, yeah, I still yeah. did. I still home brewed. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, and yeah, it's something I, I love doing. Mm-hmm. Good cool stuff. Cool Good stuff. 
So how did you connect with um, Mike and Co., the founders of, uh, of Fresh Fest? You know, I, I guess it was over the internet. Okay. Um, I can't remember. If I've ever followed him. He started following me. But mm-hmm. we connected, and then he came down to Baltimore. This is probably about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when he was working on building kind of – he wanted to have this online magazine. That's what Black Root Culture was originally going to be. Okay. Um, and so he came down with a guy, and they interviewed me. And we just kept in touch. Mike was cool. He was a cool dude. Right. Um, and uh, so we, we kept talking. And then he was like, hey, I'm going to do this festival. And I, I was probably one of the first people to say, I'm on. Yeah, I'm let's in. Let's do yeah. this. If you right. do it, I'm there. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's good to see black faces in the brew community because we, it's us pretty much. When we're in Delaware, right when we but go to the festival, here it's just been <laughs> so yeah, many it's, it's br- really cool brown to come here. Faces. You just yeah. see all these black faces yeah. Around, yeah. around here. You're not alone for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what's your um? What's your best brew that you? What you consider your best? You know, I your like best. all our beers. Um, my alt beer, I've won. Uh, I've won three Great American Beer Festival medals for, including a gold medal. So that's probably the best beer we make. Um, it used to be year round. Now it's become a seasonal beer. Okay. Um, but you know, I think we we make a lot of great, approachable, drinkable beers mm-hmm. that I think if you're a beer geek, you can appreciate. Mm-hmm. If you're a novice yeah. beer, mm-hmm. you can appreciate. Um, so I think what I'm most proud of is like the consistency and how how uh, dialed in our beers are. Okay. Good. Good. Cool. Cool. No, no, we we've had actually one of the beers on our podcast. So whose idea was it for Steady Eddie? <laughs> oh, yeah, so, Steady Eddie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I, Adam, my partner, is a big uh, Baltimore sports fan. So I'm a huge DC. I grew up in the DC area, so mm-hmm. I'm a big DC sports fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. And John, our third partner, doesn't know anything about sports. At all. <laughs> um, so when you see a lot of those those Baltimore sports inspired beers, those are typically from Adam and Adam, right, something cool. that he's pushed for. So, but Eddie Murray's been really cool to work with. Um, mm-hmm. Been to the brewery uh, once and yeah. hung out. Um, and so it's just a beer we want to make a tribute. We like to make all of our beers. Our main beers have to be kind of Baltimore and Maryland centric. That's what we're kind of looking for. So okay. for, it was just a, a great fit. Yeah. yeah, for it's sure. Good job yeah. with the, uh, the the can artwork, yeah. um, you yeah. know, the, the stats and everything on it. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, when we describe a beer, uh, we, you know, lightly touch on the, the taste or the characteristics of it. We, we you know, we, we you know, like to pay homage to the other things that go into it. And that was really yeah, unique beer. on a can that stands out like i always want to be drawn to it because i can't you can't buy it and take you got to taste it you got to buy it first before you can taste it yeah. so something has to spark your interest and your your artwork is definitely uh, so, so john our, our our other partner he handles kind of an art direction of mm-hmm. everything he's he's okay. got this great shout out to john of a yeah. super talented artists that we work with mm-hmm. um and he's got this great mind for kind of taking what what I make as a liquid or what we think about as a concept and turning it into artwork. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's real cool. Yeah, that's dope. It's good how they mesh. So so here at the, I guess, the Fresh Fest this weekend, so what can we expect to be, I guess, poured this weekend? Um, from us, we're pouring three beers. We brought our Building Bridges, which is a collab we did with Crowns and Hops okay. uh, um, and Aslan out of uh, Herndon, Virginia. Um, and then we're pouring our Nectar Collector, which is our seventh anniversary peach sour ale. Right. Um, we make, every year for our anniversary party, we make a fruited sour. Um, so this year we did one with peach. Um, and then lastly, nice. I just bought a nice clean Bohemian Pilsner, our Skipjack Pils. Mm-hmm. Um, something I like to drink on a hot day. Okay. Um, we, we've had some other interviews, and one of the breweries talked about how they're really like into the a certain malt or hops that they use what do you feel like is kind of maybe a, a, a staple in in uh in, in all your brews 
that you do? You know, we try and have a, I try and have a lot of variety in okay. terms of the malt um, and the hops that we use. Um, we get a lot of our malt from Weirman Malting um, out of Bamberg, Germany. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, they make really, really great malt, uh, family-owned since 1879. Um, and the husband and wife that own it, uh, Sabine and Thomas Weirman, um, they stand behind their, their product. It's really, mm -hmm. really great. So we use a lot of their malt. We've actually just started using a malt out of Delaware from Proximity as well, too. Okay. Um, so that's yeah. your pale ale malt. But we get a you know, environment in our other silo, and we get a container from them. And then we just try and... I'm a big believer. If I'm brewing a Belgian ale, I want to use Belgian malt. Okay. German beer, I want to use German malt or English and so mm. on and so forth. Okay. Um, and then hop-wise, I don't think we have a signature hop. We use Galaxy and our Duck Pin Pale Ale, which is our number one beer. Yes. Um, and it's I really worked. like that hop. But we try and play around with it. Recently, we've made a lot of beers with citra in it mm -hmm. just because we've done a lot of collabs and everybody's like, let's use citra, let's yeah, use citra. So the hot one. it's been interesting. Yeah, so we've used a lot of that. So hopefully now we'll get away from that and start making okay. some Are you just uh, Maryland and Virginia for distributing? Or? Uh, Maryland, Virginia, Delaware, D.C. Okay, yeah. okay. So then that corridor. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, not to stray away from the fact that we're focusing on uh, just, you know, Union Crafts beer um, outside of your own beers that you make and love. What would you say would be like that staple beer like in your fridge that you like, ah, I got to re-up and, mm -hmm. and buy this to, to have on a you know, Friday um, night? Nothing. I just drink my own. Yeah, I don't even drink that much beer anymore. <laughs> it's like... Uh, I don't drink during the week that often. Um, I see there anymore. So yeah, probably yeah, we we one who lives across learn. the street from a brewery, <laughs> <laughs> who they say they he that he goes to frequently. You know, it's like I go home, my kids. It's like by the time I'm yeah. done, I get my right. kids to bed. I'm day, ready to go right? to bed myself. Right. Yeah. Um, but if when I do drink, it depends. You know, like Sierra Nevada Bigfoot is probably one of my favorite beers. Okay. Like barley wine. Okay. Um, Locally, uh, we have a little brew pub down the street from us, or a little little tap room from Waverly Brewing. I like I like their beers. Okay, um, Suspended Brewing in Baltimore, Josie and Yasmin, um, they're making really really great beer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Stillwater, who used to live in Baltimore, is now in New York, but he still makes great beer. Oliver's, I like all the all the local beer, Burley yeah. Oak in Maryland. There's just mm -hmm. a lot, there's a lot of great beer in Maryland. Right. So that's good, good, yeah. good. Maryland beer, shout out. Anything else? Um, yeah, so you said you just, uh, I guess, um, crossed your seventh year anniversary, uh, and I guess there was a par there was a party and stuff like that. So is there anything else um, we can expect for the rest of the year? I think it was like a Halloween thing as well, too. Well, yeah, we uh, sponsor the uh, Maryland Science Center Halloween party okay, every nice. year, so we have that coming up. And then if you follow us on social media or Facebook, um, we, we do a lot of events throughout the year. We have a thing coming up on... Uh, the 25th of August called Shakedown Street mm -hmm. where we're going to have a bunch of vendors set up and we have a concert that night. Mm -hmm. um, and we try and do events throughout the year. We have, we, with our new space, we're able to use it kind of as a concert venue so we can have some legit, uh, legit acts there. Nice. You know, so for anniversary party, we probably had about 2,500 people at the brewery. Mm -hmm. uh, we had the Budos band play. Um, it was a really good time. So we try and do stuff like that throughout mm -hmm. the year. Mm -hmm. um, we do a thing every year in February for Black History Month, the Melanin Market. Um, where we have a bunch of black, um, you know, artists and, and vendors and chefs come and sell their wares. Um, so that's something that we do every year. And we just, you know, throughout the time, we just try and have a lot oh, of fun cool. events. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. You're giving back to the community. Sure. <laughs> you right. Yeah, no awkward pauses. No <laughs> awkward pauses. <laughs> Y'all are looking at me like, oh, what's the next we question? Did you go to the... Um, 
panel discussion yesterday that they had? Yeah, I was on the second panel. I, I was driving from Baltimore, so I missed the first one. Okay. Um, but it, it was really cool, um, and I'm interested to see what comes from these panels. Yeah. Right, right. Like five years from now, will somebody mm-hmm. be like, I went to this panel. Mm-hmm. Right. Inspired. Yeah. Inspired. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's a... Uh, Fresh Fest is a cool event from from the perspective that like nobody's thought about doing this before. Mm-hmm. These guys right. thought yeah. about doing it, and right. it's just really smart because on several levels, it's like why not bring more people into the fold? Um, I think breweries on the whole, like we're not growing like we used to grow. Right, mm-hmm. the days of twenty five percent growth every year mm-hmm. aren't there anymore as millennials don't drink as much and as there's more breweries, and so I think we need to. Open the tent up, right? Yeah. Um, yep. Even, even I think from a social justice aspect, there should be more people of color and craft mm-hmm. beer. Right. right. But look at it strictly from a financial standpoint. If you could, if you got more consumers, more people are going to buy right. your product. Absolutely. Um, and so a festival like this, I think, is great because one, it allows, you know, Tim, who's by himself, who doesn't see any other black people drinking right. craft beer right. to come to this thing and be mm-hmm. like, wow, look yeah. right now, there's yeah, people he like can me. Find his own people. And, and it's, it's it's also it's inspiring, you know. It's like mm-hmm. you see somebody that looks like you doing mm-hmm. something, you feel like, hey, maybe I right. can do this. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I think that's that's been really cool. Right. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Do you and in that same vein in uh Baltimore, are you trying to get younger people involved in brewing, involved in drinking? Drinking beer. Yeah, we are. We're trying to. We do a lot of uh, outreach. I mean, the first, the, the biggest thing that we try and do is we try and make our staff diverse, mm-hmm. right? I want people to walk into the tap room and, like I said, you see somebody that looks like you. Right. Um, it, it's anytime I'm on the news or my face is in the paper or something like that, we get more black people come in that weekend. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's like, oh, let's go here and let's check right. it out. Right. Um, but I, even if I'm not there, I want my staff to kind of reflect that. So mm-hmm. I think we've built a diverse staff. Um, and uh, I, you know, I think we're just trying to get the message out that like craft beer is community. Uh, one of our slogans is beer unites because we think it does. You it bring, really does. Yeah. you want to celebrate something, you have a beer. You want to mm-hmm. make up with somebody, you go out to have a beer. You know, right. you want to, you know. So beer, beer unites. Bring beer brings people together, and so that's what we try and do at the brewery. Agreed. That's a great So if somebody was to walk in your tap room, what is the one beer that they cannot leave without? I mean, I guess you should have a duck pin because that's our duck our flagship beer. That's our our biggest beer, first beer we ever brewed. Okay, um, and, and people really love it. But I would check out. We have a we have a great lineup. We probably have about twelve to fifteen beers on all the time. Mm-hmm. We kept our old brewery, um, and so we we do a series of beers called Rough Drafts out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, either I'll want to go experiment or something, or even a taproom member or somebody on staff can say, hey, I have this idea for a beer, and they can work with me or one of my other brewers and um, put it all together, and we'll, yeah. we'll write a recipe. Oh, yeah, that's dope. It. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. So we have a bunch of different different interesting ideas mm-hmm. and stuff I never would have thought of that they think of, or yeah. vice versa, so that's been pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a good thought. Yeah. Do you guys um, <laughs> um, do any, uh, like, beer tours, or are you guys part of, like... Um, Rob and I went with this one year. Our wives bought us a uh, a, a beer bus tour, uh, like tickets, where we're on like a little party bus, and we made all these different stops and got a little. Yeah, uh, so there's education. there's a couple of companies that operate in Baltimore, but we don't really work with any of them because we want to do our own tours and give you our own perspectives. Well, so nice. do nice. if you come to the breweries on Saturdays, we do tours at one thirty, two thirty, and three thirty every good, Saturday. Good, good. Um, we're open Wednesday through Sunday from. Uh, 12 a.m. to uh, 10 p.m. at night, hey, um, so you can come check us out anytime. And at tours on Saturday, we have a we we have a a restaurant that operates out of the brewery, so we have food. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. yeah, good, good, cool. 
We're going to have to go. To we need yeah, that. It's too close. That's our, that's yeah, our next trip. Yeah, we're right. yeah. Taking a tour and eating. We're about to be there. Like, yo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's dope. Where uh, can everybody uh, follow you, get to, get to yeah, know so you? Yeah, so you can follow um, at Union Brewing on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at Kev the Brewer on Twitter and Facebook, Facebook Instagram, all that. Okay. Um, so you can follow us there. Hold up, man. Word, man. You saying you being from DC and you being a sports fan, or do you participate in the Washington football team or the yeah, the you DC know, basketball it's, it's, team? It's like now I'm kind of um, so so I, I do love the Skins. Don't really follow the Wizards as much as I used to. Okay. Um, Maryland basketball, DC United. Probably yeah. Two sports I follow. Okay. 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 So you're a soccer fan too? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I like soccer too. Of the uh, people, do you? Uh, I think Black Frog said last night that the setup is similar to last year. Um, do you know who's kind of uh, adjacent or near you in terms of booths? I, I know Rams and Parrots, who's a whiskey brand from Baltimore, is next to us. Okay. And then I can't remember who's next to us on the other side now. Okay. I looked at the map the other day. Okay, but, uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, the way they did it last year was that all the black-owned breweries and, and, and companies were kind of in a ring here. Mm-hmm. And then there was an outer ring of all the other breweries that had done collabs and stuff oh, like nice. that. Okay. The Nova nice. Place is a beautiful spot where they're... Uh, they're doing okay. Yeah, because yeah. it's our first time in our setup, we have um, an, in, an interesting um, dynamic of our, our strategy of how we, we're going to do some interviews on site today. We're not going to take as nearly as much time because they've got to cater to a little bit more people. So it's just will, will be interesting. Um, are, are they typically, you guys particularly, typically, uh, I'm sorry, are you guys planning to just pour until you're out? Um, yeah, you know, um, it's a long, it's a long, long festival day. day. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably yeah. set up around twelve forty-five or one. Okay, um, and then I think what VIP starts at the, the drinking starts at three. At three. Yeah. Um, so the three to nine, I think, is a yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. a long. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I like a four-hour festival. Right. Like yeah. Let's see who right. holds up. So, so six old. hours <laughs> is long, but I brought a lot of younger staff. Good. So they Good. Can work exactly. <laughs> they got. They got to put in. They got to earn their keep. Right. I'll go find a spot inside there. Oh, I'm I'm big on that. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll definitely still, even though we got this interview time in, you know, obviously stop by, yeah, stop by taste the beers, beers and, you know, have some more definitely. conversation uh, with you. And maybe even uh, quiz some of your folks yeah. that are, uh, you yeah, know, yeah, there yeah. to work. Right. Yeah, we got a good staff there today. So. Good, good stuff. Thank you very much for coming. Right. Right. Yeah, we no, wanna, thank you guys yeah, for having me. Absolutely. I want to thank Kevin for um, stopping by and, and, and joining us on the podcast. And uh, we'll definitely check him out. Uh, this afternoon, on this afternoon. Yeah, see you guys and, and later on in Baltimore. Yes, sir. <laughs> cool. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah please and come down. Any of our listeners we'll do. in Baltimore, we'll do. stop by. Stop by Union Craft and tell them we sent you. Awesome. We'll just ask you a little bit about you know how down home group started, um, how directed, whether it was you know homegrown garage, yeah. whatever. You know, from the muscle, how it erected, and how you arrived to be here to participate in the Fresh Fest 2019. You need the whole history, man. So, home, uh, so Down Home Brewing started uh, with my partner, CEO, the guy who showed me how to make beer, Christopher Reeves. Nice. Uh, and his name is Christopher Superman. Reeves. Superman. And they call him Black Superman. They call him Black Superman. That's like, like his name. Oh, he loves that shit. Oh, he's it up. Man, he races motorcycles in there. Like, he, he does it. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, he, uh, so long story short, uh, Kat that I met 
uh, actually one of my frat brothers way back when was like, yo, you need to meet this guy. Okay, like, okay. I feel like y'all going to really click wow. on some, like, y'all going to be cool, yada, yada. It's like, man, his name is Christopher Reeves, Black Superman. He does his own beard. Check him out. Okay. So me and him went over to his crib one time, met him and everything. He was like, man, you like beard? I'm like, yes. Yeah. Of course I like. He was like, man, we're going to try these different beers out and everything. So he let me try his Hefeweizen, pomegranate, his uh, stout. Like, and he had the whole kegerator right. set up okay. in this spot. And I'm just like, dang, this is where I want to be at right. one day. Right. So he expanded kind of your palate to a whole and, lot. And and in real talk, it went from expanding my palate to all the way us being like, man, I'm like, this is where I want to eventually get to, like, okay. of this level of home brewing. Show me how to do this shit. Okay. He was like, okay, we can make it happen. I ended up ordering the kit from online okay. somewhere. Yeah. And, he, and I was like, I'm going to bring it over to your crib. We <laughs> went to his house. And he was like, okay, we're going to do this. But let me use my equipment and show you how to really. So he brought out the 10-gallon burner, hooked up the propane to the back of that bitch. Like, he had the whole thing. Really, and I was just looking like, damn, like. Oh, so this is how you're supposed to, what for real, for real, do it. That's not that Mr. Bear kid I had. I ain't need to buy it. Come on. Yes, he did. I'm just like, he showed me the real way of how you're supposed to do it and everything. So from there, we clicked. Like, okay. literally, it was a bromance. Like, okay. we clicked, and it was just like, damn. We're learning all this stuff. We're finding out everything. Like, yeah, we talking, chopping it up, actually becoming friends and everything. Right, right. So fast forward some years later, he's like, okay, Will, I want you to be my brand ambassador. I can do that. No problem. Okay. Oh, I would love that water. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, my man. Oh. Thank you so much. Hey, guys, this is Brighton right here. This is Brighton. Yeah, Brighton is amazing man right here. I just asked Brighton to give me a water. Yes. Uh-huh. Brighton is amazing people right here, man. He's been with me since 10 o'clock this morning, man, getting it in. Brighton is good people right here, guys. Uh-huh. You don't want a water? We got one for her. I got one right here. Yeah, I'm going to take a sip of the... Uh, oh, and, oh, my bad. Thank you. They got this from Lake Minnetonka. Yeah. <laughs> it's room temperature, but that's good for your body. It's good for your body. Lake Minnetonka is uh, room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since Apollonia dipped her big pinky toe in there, it became room temperature. But, then, uh, but I digress, brother. I digress. I digress. Anyway. <laughs> so... <laughs> so we ended up uh, getting real tight, developing this romance on shit. I was like, yo, man, I fuck with you. Like, yeah, I fuck with you. Like, like show me this. And, and from there, it was like, man, fuck brand ambassador. You about to be my chief of operations. I'm like, yes, this is what I've been looking. Because mind you, I've always wanted to look into something that was once my hobby that could become, like, my thing that I do. And what a time right now to be alive, in the words of Future and Drake, to be in this area and in this system that we're in where you can make your passion become the way you live your life and everything. So... And what were you doing before all this came about? I'm still doing, actually, because, mind you, we still, like, in the developing stages and everything. We've only been distributed for two years now in Georgia. This October will make two years. But we've been starting doing this, like, since 2010 and everything, you know? So before then, uh, I got my Master's of Public Health, went to Morehouse, Morehouse School of Medicine, contracted for the federal government, doing webinars and everything. To this day, I still do that. But then the beer and everything is, like, my five to nine, my weekend and everything. I, like, I'm to a point where I'm capitalizing on this time where I ain't got no, like, like, no wife, wife no kids, right. still right. pulling out. 
You know, like. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta pull and pray. Sometimes you gotta pull and pray. Sometimes you know, like, ah. The key is to wear your socks. You gotta wear two socks. So you get that friction underneath your soles and your feet. So you, can just, you can just jump right up out that thing. You gotta lock your knees. I messed up twice. I got two of them. Oh, man. Hey, that's a blessing, though, brother. That's a blessing. So, man, we ended up uh, chopping it up, collaborating, everything, and uh, like from that day, I use my networks, right? From like Morehouse, Morehouse School of Medicine, uh, and I'm like, yo, we're in this Atlanta scene. Let's really get out there. We ended up getting out there, getting a lot of people like to test one of like, okay, what kind of pe- beer are people looking for, you know? Okay. So, mind you, the portfolio, which is the beer that we make behind the scenes and everything, is extensive, you know? Okay. We got a little bit of things for everyone, but I sat back and I was like, yo, we got to come out with at least two that people are going to like have on opposite ends of the spectrum that people are going to like. Right. So, that ended up being our pomegranate. Uh, the tea palm IPA, uh, excuse me, uh, wheat ale that we came out with in our IPA, the Georgia Hooch that we came out with, right? From shooting the hooch, right? And so those were the two that's like the IPAs for the beer lovers. That's for the people that absolutely love beer. They absolutely want that that IPA. But then the pomegranate is the lighter one on the opposite of the spectrum. Uh, not as much, you know, the ABVs are a little lower, the, the bitterness level, the IBUs are a little bit lower on there, etc. And we got that for the ladies, maybe, you know, like, or, you know, someone that actually... It's a little bit more of a calmer pilot. Exactly. And so we put those two out the market, uh, and then they ended up doing very, very, very well. Like, we ended up getting them uh, in our first year, started with kegs and got them in, like, 40 different places. Started with cans, got them in over 200 places in Georgia, uh, right. and all the way to the big guys. We got them into Whole Foods, nice. got them into uh, into Kroger, which oh, is the nice. big shopping yeah. stain. Yeah. Oh, oh, y'all got Kroger out? No, no, it's in Texas. Uh, uh, we do oh, like, y'all ain't got it up in Delta. Yeah. So y'all, but y'all know about y'all know about K. Rogers. Y'all know about Kroger. Okay, okay. <laughs> Out of yeah. When I go Put down to Houston and be in my car, we yeah. hook it up. Yeah. Or you can get the $5 rotisseries one day, man. Oh, hitting. Yeah, yeah. 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 $5 man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, we, uh, so we got a Kroger, Total Wine, which is a big distributor yeah, out there, yeah. Tower out there, and then yeah. a lot of local spots. And one of the most beautiful things that I love is that we got them into black-owned places as well in Atlanta because Atlanta's Atlanta. You know, the birthplace of MLK. You know, we got Andy Young. We got, you know, a a mayor named Keisha. Lance Bottoms. You know, like, come on. Of all places, it's going to be, right? Right? I mean, come on. Atlanta. And so we we ended up getting in, like, a a place, and shout-out to Slim and Huskies. Uh, It's a a pizza spot that came from these brothers that went to TSU. Out in Nashville, okay. came down to Atlanta, opened up their spot and everything. We got in there. We ended up getting on the palace of a lot of different people and a lot of names that they were like, yo, we needed black craft beer right, right, right. in Georgia. And we ended up being the first black nice. craft nice. beer nice. in the state of yeah. Georgia that made the way for so many more that's coming. And I want to shout them out, if y'all don't mind. On the uh, Mekonzo is coming out. Yeah. You know, we got we got the brothers from Our Culture coming yeah. out. We got hip hop heads okay. coming out. We got uh, Jen Price, who's Atlanta Beer Boutique. She's making waves right now. We got so many people that like 
finally we made it in. Well, and here's the thing. It's not even finally because um, right here there was a podcast that was shot with Garrett Oliver. Right. He was saying like, uh, he, and he, was, and he was always like, oh, they asked him like, oh, how do you feel like being a black brewer? Yeah, yeah. He was like, we've been doing this shit. Right. Like we, we've been doing this right. from been the beginning right. before right. it was called a thing that you decided right. to compartmentalize right. it into right. before it was called that label yeah. of, this was something that our ancestors passed to us a long time ago. Like, yeah. our, and, and that we gonna pass on to our our great grands, our kids' kids, and our kids' right. kids' kids, yeah. right? It's, it's like something. Uncle Harris, like Chuck Tiggins, Burke, having a Jack Daniel, whatever. Like, yeah. 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 Having the recipe and everything, right. and it was yeah. a brother in there making it, making it going. Like, this thing been going on forever, yeah. and all we're doing is bringing light to something that's already been existing. Yeah. That if it hadn't been out in the culture, it's been in our psyche, yeah. and yeah. in our souls, and right. in our, our right. being forever. Right. You know right. what I mean? That's and, why and, we still have that gift to, like, boom. Like, you think you can do it, and then you just walk through that door. Because it comes natural to the native. Exactly. You know, we are the native sons. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we yeah. are the ones that understand and know this, you know, yeah. because... We were taught this thing well before we knew it was that thing. Yep. You know, way before we knew of like, oh, I know how to cook this thing. Yep. I was in my mama's kitchen listening to Anita Baker, watching her cook something. I was like, oh, oh, that was that thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, that was the action. While I'm in the kitchen getting it in, you know? I mean, we knew this thing that was had been in existence and everything. So, yeah, that was a long answer to y'all's question and everything. But I'm just, I'm giving y'all the history of, like, how it is for where we are now. So, in bringing it to Fresh Fest, we, uh, so actually we have two festivals going on right now. Uh, Doms and Dregs is a big festival going on in Atlanta. So, my partner, he's down there, he's, he's down there, he's down there, he just had his fourth kid. He's down there doing his thing, and I threw my ass up here, and it was like, we're going to have representation in both places and everything. So he's down there representing for Doms and Dreads, which is a wonderful festival. And, and women empowerment, women in beer. I mean, it's amazing what they're doing with Doms and Dreads. And, and, and they got coordinate when it's all for you, because, I mean, we got to do both. I mean, it's amazing that... This is for, you know, POC, the people of color is doing everything in beer. And it's great that they're doing that for, you know, our beautiful women counterparts. They're right, doing it right, in beer, right? right, right, right. Uh, our smart, intelligent, yes, yes. underpaid, underdeserved. Right. I mean, you know, underpaid. I mean, you know, the the woman, the the night the black woman too. You know what I mean? Underpaid, underdeserved, you know, and that's the thing. Hey, listen, man. Spellman was right across the street. Listen. I learned <laughs> from my mama and my sister. Hey, I learned the value of a man, and, and to this day, you know, yeah, I love telling my white girlfriend about it all this. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's Rebecca, sir. Sorry. You can call her Rebecca with the okay hair. She got a little something in there. She's a perplus. Anyway. That was a terrible joke. Oh, I hate y'all are recording this. Wait, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. We'll, we'll tag you. It's all joke. It's all joke. It's all joke. Right. But no, right. real talk. But real talk. Like I mean, I love that. 
this festival was brought to fruition a year ago by Mike, by the others. Like, they brought this into fruition that we have a space yeah, that we can exist yeah. in because it's long overdue and it's needed. And yeah. mind you, this is stuff that we've already known yeah. and right. that we've been knowing, right. but the fact that it's brought to the, the, the senses or, or the... Uh, mass consciousness, if you will, of the peoples is a beautiful thing, you know, and and I love that we're here, I love that we have this face in it, and I say that we need to continue on to support each other, to always shout out to each other, to talk with each other, you know, and to lift up, and and I'm in, shit, I'm in a fraternity, right, Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated, bloody side chapter, (laughs) spring 2004, I'm going to say it in the microphone, spring 2004, Ocean's Eleven, you know. <laughs> and, and, and you know, one of our uh, our mottos is lifting as we climb. You know, yeah, yeah. and you have to lift as you climb. You have to make sure that no matter what, like, let's get away from the crabs in the barrel. Let's make sure that all of us, yeah. no matter what, are lifting each other up yeah. to where it's like, yo, I met Will down there with Down Home in Atlanta. I'm coming through, I'll pull up on him, and then we lifting each other. We can bond. And we do everything. And the amazing thing that we do that is over beer. Because yes. no matter what, beer is one of those things that you can do it where you sat and had a effed up day. I don't know if I can cuss it now, but yeah, had a really, had a fucked up day. And it's just like, you know what? I'm going to drink a beer and just yeah, take this so. thing out with yeah. my boys. Yeah. Yeah. I had a great day. I had a promotion. Yeah. I yes. ended up getting, you know, I, hey, I had a win today. Yes, I'm going to get a beer, you know. Yeah. And, and beer is one of those common denominators. And no matter what, we can all come together. We can share stories, share life experiences, share shared experiences because we all got that and be able to celebrate each other in that and that's the main thing that we need to continually do is to make sure that we're always lifting each other up no matter what man you know and and being accountable for each other just being like yo What's going on with the pot? Let's let's get it going. Like, hey, are y'all coming out to yada yada yada? Let's do it, yo. I'm trying to run down to Atlanta. Yes, let's do this yada yada, and then making sure that we're continuing this because yeah, these brothers always we always in the Atlanta. Yeah, good, good, man. So, segueing right into next things or upcoming topics or events. Where can we look for the next, you know, downhill event or upcoming? Beer release, the next, whatever it is. The next down home brewing, most definitely, is going to be in a few months. Nice. It is going to be our second anniversary right. nice. on the market. Mind you, we've been existing for a long time, but actually, on the market, distributed out there, and everything is coming up in October. Okay, and uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> It's still in the world. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so we got some stuff in the making. Something's a brew. Unintended. Yes, sir. Always. I love that yeah. double entendre. I love that yeah. double entendre. Something's a brew. Something's a brew. Something's a brew. I am here for that double entendre. But we're definitely have something coming. Y'all pull up and everything. We'll hit up Magic City, Follies. To a strip club. I mean, come on, it's ATL, guys. I mean, you know, it's, it's a shoe show. Okay, okay, it is, what do you call it? Uh, voyeuristic, uh, you know, uh, viewing. Okay, you know, okay. Okay. voyeuristic ritualism. That's what I call it. You okay. know, you just, as a community, as men, we come together and we adorn the female body in its essence, you know? It's an art show. It's an art show. No kids. Hey, hey, in the worst 
a big crit, it's a ballet. Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah, ballet. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, big crit, and on the new album, I saw a ballet in a strip club. It was beautiful. And we don't have to go to London to go watch the runway. No. I'm talent. What? That's great. He didn't say that. Nothing wrong with the shoe show. Nothing wrong with the shoe show. We'll go up there, we'll adore the women. The beer and strip, and strip clubs are trash. Yeah, I will right, admit. Right. They don't have none of that good specialty. I, I'm yeah, over the bullshit. Yeah, right. Man, listen. Yeah, that's that's another capitalized. Yeah. Listen. You can do business wherever and write it off. Hey, rappers start about that. You know what? Rappers start in strip clubs. So yeah. like, I am <laughs> sipping my water in. Hey, why not? That's yeah. a good, uh, good venue. Yeah. No, it really is, man. I hope we develop that on the We just yeah. developed that idea for him on the podcast. He has a lot of strip right. clubs to. to Distribute to there. Imagine a, yeah. imagine a quality, <laughs> imagine a quality craft in the strip club. Yeah, right. Imagine a quality IP, a quality heifer bison, right. a pilsner that's going to like just sit right. Never, it absolutely introduces a whole different segment of people to craft beer. That was that's how I did it. I don't know about y'all in, in Delaware, but like in in Atlanta, food is big as strip yeah. clubs. Yeah. 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 Like you can get some of the best food. In the strip club, it's food. (laughs) (laughs) And mind you, food and beer go like this. So imagine like a peach glazed wings all flats with a nice hefeweizen. Come on, man. You're welcome. Chicken and beer. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So as we wrap this um, segment up. We want to thank Will from down. Thank you, thank you, Will. Thank you very much. Thank y'all, brothers, man. Y'all call me about eight beers in. I'm sure I'm gonna get written up. I'm sure I'm gonna get a call. I'm getting a call from Down Homebrew and HR. Like, sir, what is this on the interwebs? What has surfaced? It was like, what happened? Was fresh press was going on. Had a couple of IPAs. Talk to our editor in chief right here first. Edit all the bad shit in. No, because he just keep the good stuff out. He didn't get done. Hey, that's what we a Sigma editor needs. So, y'all know. That's your way out right there. That's your way out. Y'all had fun with y'all, man. Y'all, this is great. I appreciate y'all, man. No, I appreciate y'all, man. No, thank y'all. Lou Belgium. Lou Belgium. No, Lou Belgium is hilarious, man. I love that. Have y'all had the piano keys yet? No, we haven't. You know that's L. Sharpton's. Yeah. 10%. I'll walk y'all out there right now, man. Yeah. Okay, I got a full. Yo, no, y'all gotta okay. use the restroom now. Like, 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 get it in. Cause it's Thank you, bro. So, who's about Bruce Banner podcast? Real quick, what we do? We talk about beer. We talk about uh, social issues. Anything kind of under the sun, and we infuse it with beers. And the Harris family, obviously, is going to be at uh, Fresh Fest 2019. So, we wanted to get a little bit about, you know, how you guys, you know, resurrected. You know, what a little bit about the characteristics of the actual people behind the scenes that got infused into the beer and then what's coming up kind of what we should expect from 2019 on that's what we want to talk to you about okay right a mouthful My name is Timothy White I'm a co-owner and operations manager of Harris Family Brewery 
there's three of us. Our brewmaster, Sean Harris. Okay. Our co-brewer, Jerry J.T. Thomas. Okay. And we're Pennsylvania's first black-owned brewery based nice. out of Allison Hill in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. We started home brewing in 2013. Uh, Sean Harris got, long story short, he got a brew kit for Christmas. That's so everybody we got introduced to that. And then... I was married into the family, so I started coming to the cookouts that we were having every uh -huh. every Friday. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> but I was bringing Budweiser. Yeah. Keep it real. Like I showed up to the cookout with the beer, and then one day, Sean was like, "Hey, try this." I drank it. He, he explained to me. He said, "Yeah, I just learned how to make this. I made it in my kitchen." I was like, "Holy moly! We need to sell this." Good work. And that was uh, summer of 2013. And instantly, the next day, I fell down a rabbit hole on YouTube, learning how to brew, learning how to sell, learning like as much as I could. And we've been making our progression since then. Uh, in 2019, right now, we are currently. Uh, a brewery in planning stage. And we're looking to be open early 2020. Okay. Nice. Nice. And we don't we don't think enough black people drink beer. We right, definitely right. don't own enough beer. Right. But um, I heard in Harrisburg we got the Coke 45s, the Budweisers, the, all right. the big beer. Right. We do have craft breweries, but they're on the other side of town. Right. So Allison Hill specifically doesn't have any breweries in it. Well, that's why we want to plant right Staple there. Right there. Staple plant right, right there. there. What do you think that'll help bring the culture to, to, uh, to like, craft beer? Like, bring us out. How can you get your hood to come to work? Yeah. Right. Well, they're already lined up. They're just waiting for us to open the door. We're three young black men. We're all parents. We all have sons and daughters. And we grew up in this community. Originally, we're from Philadelphia, PA. Oh, good. We moved to Harrisburg. I moved here in the seventh grade, so I've been through my high school and all my adult years, so we got a, a huge fan base already. Um, and then it's an easy sell. Everybody already knows beer, and then we're just trying to say, like, no, this is different. Come on in. Um, and our flavor profile is real easy right now. We're not really super happy. We're not really super sour, so we're not scaring people away. I want to invite people in. I want to make a beer. That black people understand, right? right. Yeah. Sweet, multi, fruity. You know what I mean? Uh, well, being as though that we're all here at the 2019 Fresh Fest, what did you guys bring? Yeah, to the debut. This year we debuted a collaboration stout we just made with with Boneshire Brewers in Harris, another local brewery. It's an Applewood smoked stout. It's coming in at 7.3. It's nice and smooth, not too punchy, but it's really smoky and really yeah. flavorful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can smell the bacon. Like, like you had the right. That's uh, what they wanted to say. Nice. I was like, damn, I need some potato salad. <laughs> so, um, as of this year, we were toward the end of the summer. Um, any other uh, festivals related to beer that are coming up that we should look out for? That you know of or that you've been invited to? Not that I know of. Um, we're kind of just getting anywhere we can. We're hyper local. Like, this Pittsburgh event is four hours away from Harrisburg. So, yeah. this is the furthest we've ventured. Okay. So, honestly, I don't know yet. Okay. But anything that touches Harrisburg and Philadelphia, we're trying to jump on because those are our immediate things. Okay. Um, I'm a part of a 
Brewers of Pennsylvania Diversity and Inclusion Committee. So, you know, the industry has recognized that we're not there, yeah. and it's now they're opening the doors. So, um, we have a symposium coming up in September up at State College that we're going to have some really good conversations at. Um, and that's pretty much what we're doing. Okay. Any, um, any uh, strategic direction around like distribution that any any um, areas or regions you want to get into or that you put on that vision board of like I want to tap into next. For example, we're in Delaware, which is four or five hours from PA, from this part of PA, but uh, not too far from us. Not too far exactly. from you guys. So, are there any kind of uh, strategies to get kind of uh, you know in that tri-state area or back even closer to Philly, where you're from? Absolutely. Um, Right now, when we open, we're going to be starting a two, three barrel system, okay. which is pretty small. Mm -hmm. But so we're going to be able to hit our city really hard. But we plan on growing really fast. So by by the end of the year, I want to be at a five barrel system. And once I get five and up, I'll, I'll be able to grow quick. So then I'll be able to jump into Philly and be able to jump into Delaware. Because my aunt lives in Delaware, so I'm awesome. there frequently. We, we all there. That's um, so that's the goal there. And we have a, we have three flagship beers, and one of them is our lager that we're going to press hard. We're going to shoot that one out quicker than anything else because I believe the market doesn't have a lot of great I mean, before I got into specialty, it was like yingling. It was like lager that I love, you know, that I go to as a smooth beer. I could bring to that barbecue, you know, right? It was different from the Budweiser or whatever. Whether it was a honey wheat or just a flavor, you know, general pilsner or a lager. So I get it. I feel you. So, so when you think as a uh, family brewery, you think, People should know that you should, should try the lager. Is that what you're saying? Like, try our lager for sure. Like, or yeah. another beer that, like, this is hands down the one that we should be known for. Nope, not yet. Honestly, my brewmaster would even hate to say that because he right. wants to be, he's so creative and his mind is like always picking up new things. We don't have a thing yet. Okay. But, you just want to be known like I said, for good on, on paper, that's what I want to push first my lager, my ale, and then um, our stout. Uh, yeah, so nothing, nothing locked in stone yet. So, obviously, this segment, we want you guys to be able to hear, you know, this segment. So, we want you guys to subscribe to Bruce Banner Podcast if you have not already. I haven't, but I will right okay. now. Um, and lock us in, and we'll give you a heads up when you can listen in through this episode. Because it will be, it will be documented. And all, anybody want to support us, they can just follow us on the social media. We attempted a, a crowdsourcing effort about a year or two ago. We failed at it, but we're just going to keep growing and keep pushing. And we might shoot for another crowd, uh, I, I, another I think, Kickstarter. I think, I think we're just ahead uh, of the curve. So now right. I think we're right. ready, man. Right, right, right. I think everybody is. Because yeah. that would definitely yeah. help us. Because yeah. this craft beer is a rich man's game. Right. Like, everybody yeah. knows yeah. that. Yeah. These tanks are crazy. Yeah. 
Um, I have no idea how these breweries are just popping up with these 20 barrel systems. Right. You see the Right. Right. And they don't even know nothing about beer. They're not investing in the people. They just see the money. The money potential. All you going to make a chunk real fast. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So we're going the right way. Yep. Yeah. So that's what it's all about. Yeah. I wish y'all the best of luck on your opening too. Thank you guys. We appreciate it. Bruce Bonner Podcast here at Fresh Fest 2019. We're signing out. So, Harris Family at Harris Family Brewery. Okay. Oh, That's dope. All right. Thanks for joining us on Fresh Best. Great job. Great job. Thank you.